0: Uh, Welcome, you are at the Spotify for Artists Masterclass. Thank you guys so much for coming out to be with us uh, today. Um, I am Jen Massey. I'm the Global Head of Indies on the Commercial Partnerships team, so sitting on the music team uh, here at Spotify.
1: My name is Jesse Jacobson, I'm part of the US Indies team, uh, the lead of our squad and we're looking after independent licensors, uh, direct licensors and Merlin members for North America.
0: Awesome. Um, later, we're going to be joined by Soy and Isabel um, uh, to chat through Venice Music's experience with our suite of tools. So, um, before we get started uh, and dive into things, uh, we created this link. So, s p o t i dot f i slash submit questions. So, if you have any questions, if what we're talking about, um, you want us to elaborate on, or something doesn't make sense, or you've just always been burning to ask us this question. Go ahead and submit those questions here, and at the end, uh, as time permits, we'll be sure to, um, to go through uh, those questions. So um, yeah, uh, make a note of that one. I think, we, do we show it again, maybe later? We do, good. Uh, great, so I always like starting these things with uh, our company mission, um, and it's here up on the screen. It's also available on our website. Um, I think it's just really important uh, for people to understand uh, that this is our North Star goal as a company, and that's to have a million artists live off their art, um, and that to unlock the potential of human creativity by giving a million creative artists the opportunity to live off their art, and billions of fans the opportunity to enjoy and be inspired by it. Um, I like to start that with our company, our company mission, um, because um, when you're thinking about why don't we create this thing? Why doesn't Spotify fix this thing? Why doesn't Spotify build this thing? Um, you know, we're a small company. We uh, you know, are up against some of the biggest companies in the world. and uh, you know, When we look at what we can build for artists, what we can build for our listeners, uh, we want to make sure it's speaking to that company mission. Um, and uh, the more work that we, we do each day, we're, we're getting closer um, to that number. But um, when we first started here in the U.S., uh, we wanted to, to launch uh, in the U.S. I was working at a trade organization called A2IM, the American Association of Independent Music, and, um, and we worked closely uh, with Spotify uh, on that launch. A lot of people are like, this is crazy. Like, streaming's never gonna be a thing. You know, I make $17 a year, and you know, it's, it's never gonna be a thing. And I said at the time, it's not about a million uh, subscribers, it's about a billion. And even at the time, I mean, that was a little over 10 years ago, I guess. Um, uh, I thought that was a crazy number, like a billion people. You know, At that time, 92% I think of music in the US was through P2P networks. So the idea of anyone compensating uh, artists for their, their work um, seemed a little far-fetched with the way technology was headed. So um, I'm really proud uh, of these numbers. We are, we are halfway there. We uh, just hit 500 million monthly active listeners. Um, enjoying the music. So, uh, as our most recently published data, we now have over 500 million people um, with 205 million of those being paying subscribers. Uh, We're now live in 184 markets. Um, Sorry, the differential between the 500 and the 205 for anyone doing the math on that, uh, that roughly 300 million are registered users listening to music. Um, but uh, on the ad-supported side, so they're still being served advertisements that we sell, and so the artists are still being compensated when their music is listened to in the, in the ad-supported side as well. Anyway, we're live in uh, 184 markets uh, around the world. This means that we have worldwide distribution for your music and a huge reach with hundreds of millions of listeners around the globe. Again, prospective fans uh, for the music that you're creating. Um, As Spotify grows, these audiences and fan bases grow um, for our creators, and that is how our mission motivates us to continue to find opportunities for growth. Um, We just announced this crazy number. We've paid out nearly $40 billion to rights holders uh, since Spotify launched, um, and more than $7 billion of that amount was paid out in 2021 alone, and that went up from $5 billion in 2020. Um, next, Jesse's going to run us through some great tools and resources for artists and their teams um, before we pass it to Soy and Isabel uh, for the Fireside chat. Um, and then again, we'll have some time at the end for the q and a so be sure to submit your questions. Pass it over to Jesse.
1: Sweet. Thanks, Jen. Excited to be with you all today. Uh, we got a lot to go through. We have a little bit of time to do it, so I want to jump in pretty quickly. Uh, But what we're going to get into now is kind of talking about a lot of these tools that are meant to put y'all in the driver's seat to make it so that you can really take control over your presence on Spotify and reach your fans in exciting ways. Uh, We are all about creating tools for you to reach prospective new fans and then engage those fans to convert from casual listening to super fandom. And then most recently, we're really leaning into ways of diversifying how you engage with those fans too. So creating opportunities for you to monetize those fan bases through more efforts in merch, touring, uh, a lot of different verticals that we've seen artists engage with for years and that we as a company feel that we can uh, assist in the process of of really refining and and helping you with that reach. Um, So yeah, we're excited to dig in. Uh, I'll just get straight into it. First, uh, we're going to cover the question that we get most at these, which is all about playlists, editorial playlists, and the playlist submission process, uh, which obviously is a hot hot button issue. So, Hopefully, as we run through it now, i will be able to answer as many questions as possible, and then we can get into more of the the tools that you all can control on your end. Um, First I want to just really point to the playlist new music submission tool in Spotify for Artists. That uh, is available to any member of the artist team or label anyone who has access to Spotify for Artists on behalf of that artist. It's a really important note that we ask for everyone to deliver music as early as possible and pitch as early as possible. Typically we say at least seven days to give our editors time to discover something, but when I'm talking to artists and their teams, I like to say two weeks to a month is more ideal. Uh, That way you can sort through any metadata issues and make sure that that pitch is submitted as quickly as possible. Uh, It goes without saying it's a very competitive landscape right now in music, and if you get your music in earlier and pitch earlier, it gives our editorial team more time to discover your music and figure out the right home for it. Uh, We have a global team of editors who are spending thousands of hours digging through music. Uh, So if you give them a longer opportunity to find your music, uh, you'll have a greater chance of getting on some of those lists. Um, People often ask two questions when it comes to the pitch tool. One, does anyone actually look at these pitches? And two, if so, what are editors looking for in my pitch? Uh, I can say confidently to the first question, yes. Editors are looking at this information. Uh, I have worked with labels uh, on the independent side for a few years now, and more often than not, when I'm checking on a release, our editors have already found it. Uh, They're always beating me to the punch. Our global team of editors is our music lovers first, uh, and I think that's important to note because as a crowd of music lovers, I'm assuming, uh, everyone here takes pride in discovering something before everyone else, and that is exponentially more true with our editorial team, so they are constantly digging in the pitch tool Uh, changing the ways that they look at the information that's being presented so that they can find that exciting new act and figure out the right home for it. Uh, So again, if you can deliver as early as possible, then I think that really goes a long way. Uh, A really impressive stat here uh, that I like to highlight, 275,000 artists were playlisted on Spotify editorial playlists at least once in 2022. 275,000 artists is a pretty massive number for our global editorial team and one that they're very proud of. Uh, It's a testament to their attempts to diversify our ecosystem and really shine a light on artists around the world. And then the second question, what are editors looking for? Uh, The answer is there's no real secret sauce here. There's nothing that you can say that would hack the system and and make it so you're populating on New Music Friday every week. Uh, What they're looking for is as much in-depth information about your release to tell the story that would help impact their decisions as possible. So it's important that you fill out each of the forms on that uh, process so that you can have as as holistic of a representation as possible on your release. And beyond that, you really wanna use that description field to tell your story. What's the most important thing about this release that you would want a music expert to know? Who did you write the songs with? What's the meaning behind the lyrics? What uh, amazing moment is happening on TikTok that's making this thing blow up? That's the reason why you had to release it. Uh, There's a lot of information you can fill in there, but the most important thing is to never leave that description field blank. Editors are always looking at it, and I've had them ask many a times, hey, why is this thing pitched with no description, we're missing a lot of information here. We always get that question when our editors come to us and they don't know why something's pitched. Or, and at times, if it's real, because as you know, there's certain uh, issues in our system at times with people trying to upload other people's music. And if you don't add a description to a release, there can be a moment of of, uh, worry for our team to say, like, is this a legitimate release without any sort of description in place? So please, please, please fill that out. I know we'll probably get more questions on the editorial submission tool later, but I do want to note that it is only one avenue towards discovery and towards finding new fans on platform. Uh, We are proud of the work our editorial team does. We think that they're very impactful in their work, Uh, but we also think it's very important to note that if you don't end up on an editorial playlist, that's not the end of the story. There are a ton of tools you can tap into on platform and the way that our algorithms built and the way that music listeners listen to music on Spotify enables discovery in a ton of other ways. So now we'll dig into some of the other tools that help you have success for when those discovery moments happen so that people can come back to your profile and really convert into a fan, uh, lean in deeper with you as an artist. First, manage images. I'll go through this pretty quick. Uh, You can add uh, avatar header image. You can update this whenever you want, so don't feel like you have to set it and forget it for an album cycle. You can update it as many times as you want to show a holistic picture of your release. Uh, And Also you have an image gallery available in the About section. You can add 125 images to that. Never seen anyone add that many. I'll be impressed when I do. Maybe someone here will do it and I'll be debunked on that and not be able to say it again. Um, But Yeah, a lot of uh, potential real estate for you to show off who you are. And, uh, and what you want your fans to think of you when they first land on your page. Canvas is an exciting one for us and one that we're talking about a lot lately. Short looping visual that you can add to each of your tracks on Spotify. Uh, you can add a video up to eight seconds in length, but Jen likes to sli- this will slide this one in here. Uh, and I think it's a relevant pro tip. Uh, if you have a 7.5 second looping visual, then it should repeat twice when people share to Instagram story. So it really drags out that process rather than doing a single loop and moving on. Uh, nice way to Cheat the system. Uh, So Yeah, make sure you add these to your tracks. Um, We're seeing that high-quality canvases increase both streams and saves of your music, as well as creating a lift in artist profile visits and saves. Uh, And On the visual side, we're bringing artist canvases straight into the music feed, which gives users the opportunity to truly engage with you and your work. Before on the home feed, you would see a song title or static album cover, but now you can actually see you, the artist, in a dynamic canvas on those pages, just like the example provided here. That means that hundreds of millions of people who open Spotify will now see more of you and your work on the home home feed. For artists, this is a powerful new way for you to entice that all-important first listener and convert them into a fan in the process, so we definitely encourage you to upload canvases and feel free to update them as often as you want. The power is really in your hands there. Clips. This is a new feature that we uh, shouted out last week and wanted to shine a light on here. Uh, These are short, under 30-second vertical videos that deepen your connection to fans and are built to drive metrics that matter, so saves, follows, and streams. is what we're normally talking about. These are uploaded directly through Spotify for Artists, and by default, they're attached to your artist profile, but there's also an option to tag clips to a track or album, allowing viewers to quickly access your music. Uh, These are currently available in 19 markets, and it's in beta right now, so it's not available for all artists. Uh, But there's a microsite here that I'm going to encourage you to take a picture of now or write down, that provides a lot more information on clips and how they work, and at the bottom of that page, you'll find a type form link where you can note your interest or your artist's interest in being added to future testing rounds as we continue to try to expand this tool and increase access. Uh, So I'm gonna leave that up for a second because I see some phones out. Um, But also, I've Googled Spotify clips a few times, and this is like the second result. So if you don't get this URL, should be pretty easy to find. I'll move on for the sake of time. Another one that we always encourage artists to engage in is curating artists' playlists. Um, so Before there's any confusion here, you can't curate a playlist from your artist profile in Spotify for Artists. These are user-curated playlists that you can link to your artist profile in Spotify for Artists under the Profile section. There's a little pencil icon next to artist playlists, and that's what allows you to link a playlist to your profile. But We've seen artists do this in pretty incredible ways, and it's an amazing piece of real estate that you own that allows you to deepen that connection with your fans by showcasing a little bit of your personality, the things you're excited about, things you're listening to, artists you're collaborating with. There's a lot of different stories you can tell here. We have a bunch of examples here. I don't want to ruin the future uh, conversation at all, but I'll just shout out a few that I thought are interesting. Uh, There's Maisie's Everyone is Dumb uh, playlist, which is a mixture of songs like American Idiot by Green Day, Fool by Joe, and Dumb by Nirvana. Uh, And it plays on the main hook from her viral track, Dum Dum. So it's another way of leaning into that moment and telling a bit more of that story in a playful way. Uh, Danielle Ponders' Some of Us Are Brave uh, is a playlist that features the track title for, or the album title for her most recent release. Uh, And it's also her artist pick, so she can currently draw extra attention to that one. Uh, Another great way to kind of lean in and tell the story of an album release and showcase some of the inspirations behind it. Uh, we also have Poolside's Daytime Disco. That's a classic example I've used in many a master class, but it's one that was built a few years back uh, by Jeff, the man behind Poolside, when he wanted to build a space that truly represented his genre because he didn't feel that there was representation for it on platform. So rather than waiting for our team to step up, he took it on himself to build that out and now has over 30,000 followers on the list. It's become a place for co-curation, so he invites editors to come in, friends, artists, people in the industry, And they can curate that list, drawing more attention to it, bringing a new audience in as they message that on socials. So it's a great way to lean into that conversation. Um, And then, Leve Book Club is an exciting one. It's basically a monthly book club. She recommends the book she wants you to read and creates a playlist of classical music that goes alongside it, Uh, a great way to engage in that conversation on socials with your fans and draw them back to platform in that streaming process. Um, These are just a few of the examples. I'm excited to see the creative ways you all engage with this. Uh, but it's a helpful way to really lean in and continue to have messaging moments beyond your releases and beyond the, the stuff that you normally message on platform. Uh, merch is an exciting one for us, too. We, as a team, are really focused on developing new tools and resources that turn artists and uh, into the artist listeners into fans, fans into super fans, and ultimately earn you more money, which is really our goal. Uh, as part of that, we've integrated with Shopify, which gives you the access to uh, display merch on your profile and in specific views on platform which is exciting for us. You can tag items with the names of associated albums and singles so that the associated merch becomes available for browse and purchase on the release page. So it's a bit of a hack workaround for making sure that your products show up from Shopify on those release pages, uh, which we found to be pretty effective. We also wanted to note that there's a Shopify plan. If you don't currently use it, it's $5 a month and it's for setting up access on Spotify so you can get those stores linked. Uh, a great way to get started with Shopify if you aren't already. Um, But that's definitely one that we're trying to really build out and and draw attention to for uh, users right now because I think we found some success with it. We think that there's an incredible moment between that discovery process and then converting to a fan and wanting to showcase that identity through merch purchases. So we're focusing on really building this out and hopefully you'll see some more developments in this space soon. Uh, We also have Artist Pick, which I'll talk about in a minute, but you can display new merch items on the Artist Pick section of your page, which is high high visibility, especially on mobile. When someone visits your profile, it's the first thing they see when they scroll down. So if you have an exciting new piece of merch, you can display that there uh, as a way of drawing attention to that. Um, Yeah, we'll get to Artist Pick in a second, though. I also want to talk about concert discovery. Currently, over half of our listeners are unaware of when their favorite artists are coming to town, which is a crazy stat to me. And of those users, one in three say they would have gone to the concert if they had known about it. So in 2022, we worked with artists, venues, and ticketing partners to list over 840,000 concerts on our live events feed. And we're expanding upon this now to create more opportunities for concert discovery. First, we're integrating ticket offers into the now playing view for users so that artists can grab listeners' attention right when their music is resonating with the fan most. Additionally, artists can spotlight concert dates to the top of their profile and soon on their This Is playlist, so stay tuned for more there, With these new ticketing features, we hope to not only help artists better promote their shows, but also make sure that Spotify is our listeners' go-to resource for finding the concerts they love. As long as you have your shows listed with one of our ticketing partners, which is available on Spotify for Artists, it should show up on your artist profile. And if not, the best way of making sure that a date is populating on your artist profile is through Songkick, which allows you customization of those dates. So you want to make sure that the Songkick is linked to your artist profile, and you can change dates there. Yeah, definitely one that you'll wanna check on every once in a while to make sure your dates are populating so that uh, fans are finding you, discovering you, and buying tickets to your concert in real time. Uh, Artist Pick, mentioned this earlier, but this is a very important piece of real estate that you have control over. Uh, It's at the top of your page on mobile and desktop towards the top of scroll as well. You can pick anything you love here. Tracks, albums, piece of merch, playlist, tour dates, and you can add a custom image and a custom message. I've seen a few in setting up for this deck where artists are shouting out that they're gonna be at South by this week. A great way of carrying that message on your profile and telling your fans what you want them to know about you first when they land on your profile. Uh, It lasts for two weeks unless you pick a tour date, in which case it lasts until the last date of that tour. Uh, So you wanna make sure to set a reminder every two weeks if you have a lot of activity going on to keep that updated, refresh it with new information, Uh, Mix things in there, add a playlist so that you can continue to grow followers on playlists that you control. It's a great way to uh, take control and ownership over that artist page and make sure what you're showing off is what you're most excited about at any given moment. And I want to touch on this one because it's been a hot button issue in the news lately too, one that we're really excited about. We are building out pre-release pages uh, because we understand that the pre-release phase is increasingly becoming more important for the success of an album. Uh, We know that people have been doing pre-save for a very long time, and we are excited to make our own foray in this space, and to really make an impactful tool that we think artists and uh, fans alike will love. Uh, This enables pre-save for an upcoming album, so you can preview the track list, count down to the release, and any fan who pre-saves will also be notified when the album's been released. Uh, Artists can upload clips as well to build hype for the release, and you can tell the story of a particular track or album or tease an important piece of information that's coming soon on these pre-release pages. Uh, I imagine that We'll get a lot of questions about access for this one. It is still being tested with a small cohort of artists, uh, but we plan to roll out this feature to a wider audience in the near future. That's why I wanted to shout it out here. Uh, We have ambitious plans with this. We hope to be able to increase access and scale soon, Uh, but for now it is a specific cohort of artists as we make sure that everything's functioning properly. Uh, As you can imagine, something like this is very tricky with metadata, so we're making sure that it works perfectly before we roll it out widely, Uh, but stay tuned for more. And then, uh, this closes out my section, but I just wanted to shout out some of the amazing tools that we have that you can use to measure performance and inform business decisions. Uh, We're always looking for a way to help artists uh, understand their audiences, inform their strategies, and measure success. Most recently, we've started out rolling out a beta feature called the Release Engagement Page that helps artists and their teams understand how followers are responding to new releases. Uh, This is in the audience tab on desktop under release engagement. You can get a day-by-day view of what percentage of followers have streamed their new release in the 28 days since release. We're starting with followers because we know followers matter. On average, after following an artist, listeners are three times more likely to stream their music in the next six months. And we've also provided a few recommendations on tools that teams can proactively engage followers through, like marquee, promo cards, and artist pick. Uh, That brings my section to a close. We'll move on to some other exciting tools that uh, Jen will take over on.
0: Do that. So Thank you, Jesse. Um, in addition to those great free features uh, for artists, we've also introduced some tools you can access for uh, your marketing needs. Marquee is a full screen sponsor recommendation of your new release to Spotify listeners who have shown interest in your music and have the potential to listen more. So, when a listener clicks on a marquee, they are guided to your new release album, EP, or single, Um, and your release alone. This means they can focus solely on your music and discover more of you. Uh, Marquee was made for marketing music. Listeners who see a Marquee are twice as likely to save uh, or add your songs to their own playlists, and it doesn't just get them into your new music. Marquee builds a halo effect for your entire body of work. They're three times more likely to stream from your older releases, too. Uh, So after your campaign ends, we'll report back to you on uh, your own unique campaign metrics, like streams per listener, playlist ads, and saves. We'll also share how your Marquee audience engaged with your other releases. Um, Marquee can help you develop a global fan base. Today, Marquee campaigns can target listeners in up to 36 markets, and we're committed to rolling it out even further. Artists and their teams with US UK or Australian billing um, can create campaigns via the campaigns tab in Spotify for Artists dashboard on desktop. Uh, global teams can also create campaigns with assistance from our local representatives and you can um, submit info to the local reps at artists.spotify.com. Um, we often get questions from artists and their teams on whether social media ads Uh, actually drive engagement on Spotify. We worked with eight labels and distributors on months-long research to research the effectiveness of Marquee versus other uh, digital advertising. The study featured 10 new releases, including a mix of release types. So we had some albums, some EPs, and singles, uh, and a mix of artist audience sizes, anywhere from 300,000 to 16 million monthly listeners, and then a mix of genres. So we had like rap and electronic, indie, rock. Um, Alongside this, the teams also set up ads across the most popular social media marketing platforms with that same criteria. Uh, The study found that on average, Marquee delivered 10 times more Spotify listeners for every dollar spent on similar social ads. Uh, While this was the average, even the release with the lowest rate in the study showed that Marquee reported five times more Spotify listeners per dollar spent on social ads. So not only did Marquee deliver more listeners on average per dollar, it also resulted in more listeners uh, per click. So Marquee delivered a 100% higher click-to-listen rate on average than those similar uh, social ads. So Discovery Mode um, is a new audience development tool that helps artists at all stages of their career to expand their reach and grow their audiences um, by giving labels and distributors the ability to strategically prioritize tracks for recommendation in radio and autoplay on Spotify. This could be a track that's like important to the artist, such as one related to an album anniversary they're celebrating or perhaps a, a viral cultural moment that uh, they're experiencing. No upfront budget is required for the tool. Instead, labels or rights holders agree to pay a commission for streams uh, in those personalized listening sessions where we provided this service. Um, if the songs resonate with listeners, we'll keep trying them in similar sessions. Um, and if the songs don't perform well, they'll be pulled back. Listener satisfaction is our number one priority, again, you know, getting us closer to that billion um, listeners. Uh, So we won't guarantee placement to labels or artists, and we only ever recommend music we think those listeners are going to want to hear. So if you want to look at some case studies on artists who have recently used the tool, you can check out the Spotify for Artists blog. Um, Today, 33% of all discoveries on Spotify happen via personalized recommendations in algorithmic Context with discovery mode artists and their teams can signal which tracks are most important to them with two personalized contexts. and again That's radio and autoplay Uh, Discovery mode can also help drive longer-term listening growth Um, Statistical modeling shows that on average artists see a 50% uh, increase in saves 44% increase in user playlist ads and 37% in follows 30% 37% 37% increase in follows during that first month of using discovery mode. Uh, with data at your fingertips, you're always in the driver's seat with uh, measuring progress towards your goals to determine whether you turn discovery mode on or off uh, for the songs you choose. Uh, we are running really low on time, aren't we? I think. No? We're good. Okay. Uh, Let's take a look at an example of both Marquee and Discovery Mode in action. Um, It had been two years between Magic City Hippie's album releases, so they wanted to reconnect with existing listeners and reach new ones. They released multiple singles nine months leading up to the album release, using Marquee and Canvas to prime their listeners and engage their fan base ahead of that January 2022 album. 24% of the Marquee listeners saved those singles. Following this... Discovery Mode was switched on to help expand that audience even further, right before and after the album release and ahead of their upcoming tour. The results they saw were significant, with listeners four times more likely to stream the pre-album, release signals, and helping to triple their audience in radio and autoplay before the album dropped. Discovery Mode is now rolling out in Spotify for Artists, so uh, you want to check with your um, label or distributor to see if you're eligible. You can scan the QR code here to sign up for email updates and to signal your interest. Uh, so, again, don't forget to submit your questions uh, here at spotty.fi slash submit questions um, and then we'll be able to answer those in the in the Q&A later. I know some of you came in after I had this slide up. Sure. Sorry, I flipped too fast. Great, so, everybody good? All right, you good? You can also go to Spotify for Artists, discovery mode, you'll see it. Um, Okay, so uh, now I would like to bring Soy and Isabel up to the stage um, and hand the mics over to them. Thank you.
2: Hi, everybody. Amazing. Well, first of all, I just wanted to thank all of you for choosing to be here. I know that there were plenty of things to choose from, so our team really appreciates that all of you took the time to join us here today. Um, It really means a lot. Um, My name is Soy Kim. Um, You can call me Soy. I am from the Spotify for Artists team, and we're joined here today by Isabel Kelly. Um, Super excited to dive into a live case study. And without further ado, actually, let me just introduce her to y'all. So, Isabel Kelly kicked off her career at Sony Music in London, working across digital and catalog and international with artists ranging from One Direction to Tom O'Dell. Isabel made the move to New York City and began her journey in the independent space. Uh, here, she joined Barry Weiss's records label, helping launch the careers of Noah Cyrus, Len, and Stella, and while working across the supergroup LSD. You might know them as Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. Following that, Isabel was a premier music group in Downtown Records and handling streaming for Channel Trust, Amber Lucid, and Lolo Zouai, among others. Love all of those artists. <laughs> um, and Isabel is presently heading up the global streaming team today, uh, founded at Venice Music Collective, founded by Troy Carter and Susie Rue, uh, which is an artist services and distribution company focusing on building a community for independent artists. So without further ado, why don't we dive right in? So. Um, we're delighted to hear from you today, obviously, um, and I think a lot of people are curious to learn more about the story we have. And so I'm curious if you could kind of set the stage. Let's go back in time. Um, tell me about how it was meeting Twee for the first time. How did your team get to start working with her? Yeah, so Venice Music and
3: Thuy, uh first met one another in 2020. Um, and Jen, actually, I love that you mentioned uh, Spotify helping um, artists live off their art. Um, you know Venice is really uh, trying to help empower independent artists and in giving them the tools they need to be successful in their career. so when we first met Twe, she you know had a, a dream of a career in music and she was actually a physician assistant at the time wow. and so uh, that was taking up a lot of her time, but she was still you know grinding really hard on her music and so we put out her first track or we we worked with her on Universe, mm. um, and so Twee is a Vietnamese American R&B singer, uh, based uh, from the Bay Area, now based in LA, and um, yeah, so that's kind of the story
2: about how we met Twee. That's amazing. So you met her when it was just a dream for her to do this full time, and now you're really in that driver's seat with her um, as she's building out her career as a full time artist. That's amazing. Yeah. Well. Why don't you walk me through kind of the setup of her debut album then? So let's start there. Um, I hope you see this. What was the release strategy that the team put together for that? So um,
3: I hope you see this. Um, her
2: debut EP was a very uh,
3: introspective and like personal um, EP, mm-hmm. um, covering themes of love and, and relationships and empowerment. Um, so we wanted to... Put out a release strategy showcasing the different moods and feelings in each song Um, and we were able to understand you know what fans were gravitating towards by looking in Spotify for artists and seeing like okay this seems to be uh, really resonating with people and like maybe we should shift this as a focus and we were kind of weaving it into our um, off-platform marketing strategy as well.
2: Amazing. And I remember um, hearing, I think, from you, actually, that I Hope You See This was dedicated to Twee's younger self, right, about her own self, kind of saying, this is like, we've done it now, we're we're here.
3: Yeah, it was like a letter to her younger self to be like, keep, you know, keep pushing hard and, you know, dreaming big because it can happen and it will happen and be proud of who
2: you are. Amazing. Um, and so could you walk me through then the, the first few singles that you put out? What was the strategy there, you know, leading up to that? It sounds like there was about a waterfall strategy. Can you just bring me back in time to that point?
3: Yeah, so we put out um, three singles leading into the EP, waterfall strategy, and we had a nice cadence. Um, Can you describe
2: what a waterfall strategy is in case anyone wants to oh know? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah.
3: So a waterfall um, product essentially on Spotify is, so we would have put out single one release, And then when the second single uh, was released, we would drop it onto the same product page. So that way, people that might only be discovering the second song can be drawn back to the initial release as well. So it helps boost um, catalog or previous releases leading into the EP.
2: Right. You know, I feel really bad. I just remembered we had a video from (laughs) Twee. Pardon me. Um, yeah, I'd say this and then I'll move to the graph about that actually shows what you just said. Hi, everyone. Pardon. I'm
4: Thuy and I'm a Vietnamese American R&B singer from the Bay Area. And through my music, I hope to inspire people to go after their purpose. And I hope I inspire them to chase their dreams. I'm sorry I couldn't be at South by Southwest today, but I am currently on the road and I am performing in New York tonight. But I'm really excited um, that you guys get to hear a little bit about my story and how me and my team have been able to build a fan base and connect with them. As an artist, I feel like the biggest thing is just being consistent and releasing music in a way that makes sense. You know, like if something is really popping off and and the fans are, you know, really catching on to the song, then we'll do remixes to it like I've done um slow and reverb versions of my songs i've done sped up versions i've done remixes to the songs and i think it's just a way to bring the song back to life and allow the fans to kind of just see it in a different light but i am yeah currently on the road right now so i'm gonna hand it on over to isabel and she's gonna continue to share a little bit more of our strategy
2: amazing sorry that's delayed y'all But just wanted to show you, so this is kind of what we were just talking about, releasing those first few singles leading up to that first debut um, EP. So this is what we meant by the waterfall strategy, one at a time. And we can really see that the audience is growing over time. So with this, we're actually, um, that graph, if y'all are curious, is showing the size of her reachable audience with our Spotify for Artist Tools. So just keep an eye on that as we continue talking. So then, after the release of these singles, your team um, actually decides to use Discovery Mode for the first time, right? Uh, can you walk me through what single that was for, and yeah, how did you decide to use that? So, um, her love song, which was actually written dedicated toward
3: her dog. Oliver? Yeah. Called Universe. It's a, a beautiful song, but, you know, applicable to any kind of love story. Uh, so that was the one that was really resonating um, you know, on platform and off platform. I know one of the biggest um creates on you know another marketing platform was a woman giving her boyfriend a bouquet of chicken nuggets on valentine's day <laughs> and she's like he's my universe like he deserves this so so we really saw a lot of people gravitating towards a message and people walking down the aisle with it so prior to ep release we thought let's put this into discovery mode because we already know people are just clamoring towards it um and so that
2: really helped you know reach potential new fans before the release of the EP. That's amazing. And so this is, we see um, Discovery Mode is turned on for that song, Universe, um, and then the project releases after that. And just kind of wanted to walk some of the stats through with you all. Um, within the first month of Twee using Discovery Mode, uh, Twee's monthly listeners increased by around 690,000, um, so from 590k to about 1.2 million. Um, and she built up towards that album release that you see here on October twenty 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 one. So it was really cool just to see that Discovery Mode was adding to this incredible marketing, you know, release strategy already that's in the background with everything else um, that the Twee, Twee and Team kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, would you say that pairing discovery mode with that release schedule then um, helped Twee drive deeper engagement? Like, what were some of the things that you were seeing in the in the data afterwards? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like
3: we saw, we knew which songs that were becoming essentially like focus songs for the album, uh, for the EP, sorry. And so we started just um, putting together bespoke marketing um, activations off platform to help you know push. Um, the different uh, feelings towards her fans, and just it was amazing how they matched up in real time, almost like immediately.
2: Yeah, and I remember seeing, you know, as a consumer, there were also music videos are coming out, social teasers. Like you're, the team was very busy. There was a lot going on around these products. Yeah, we had a bunch
3: of vis- visual content, long form and short form, and and actually um, a lot of the the short form content we put up as uh, canvases cool. on her profile. So you know, anyone. If I was sharing um the song on social media, like people might be like, "Oh, who's this?" And there was a visual to go along with. Um so that was really helpful in kind of
2: elevating her vision off platform and really driving everyone back to the music, back out. It was like this virtuous loop, it almost sounds like, yeah, amazing. Um, And then after the album dropped, I noticed the team also elected to set up a marquee um, for the project 20 days later. So in that 21-day release window, you went on day 20. Um, And then I wanted to show the audience what happened um, to Twee's marquee addressable audience afterwards. So Discovery Mode helps Twee build her fan base in the run-up to the release. And then we see that this really strategic pairing of marquee afterwards helps her capitalize on that momentum once the release drops. So tell me about that. Like, how did your team decide to put those two things together like that? Yeah, so obviously like, Discovery Mode had um,
3: reached a bunch of uh, new people. Um, and you know, the big moment was the EP release. And we were looking at the data in real time, and people were adding songs to their playlists, repeat listening. And we were like, we want to set up this marquee, but like, it seems too early, mm. um, just because we were seeing you know, everything going in the exact right direction. Um, so we waited and we held off till the last day of eligibility, and um, this really helped, just put a you know a big burst of energy back into the um, to the campaign that was already growing.
2: Yeah, it was like a one-two punch of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's brilliant. And when the marquee kicked into gear, also some more stats here. Uh, we found that over forty percent of listeners who saw her album saved um, or added the track to their own playlists. Um, and people who saw Twee's marquee were three times more likely to stream the new release than similar listeners who did not see the marquee. So that that was really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, then also, I wanted to talk through um, Twee's super creative on other elements of her profile as well. So what else was Twee doing to connect with fans on Spotify? Well, she was using all of the, you know the the um, the the armor that she
3: had in her Spotify for Artists toolkit. So. She was creating um, personal playlists. She was using the artist pick, whether that was for a live date or a piece of merch or um, her own playlist, or maybe even if she got a playlist cover, um, she would pin that playlist just so um, as Jesse and Jen spoke about earlier on, just like
2: showing the fans that landed on her page, like this is what I'm like digging right Mm now. Yeah, I love that there are these different moods. Um, so whether you're having a sad day or a good day, T'Fee's kind of selected the songs that she thinks you would really engage with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so she has a bunch of playlists up there
3: like workout songs and you know, songs to cry to and all that kind of good stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really nice extension of her personality on all sides of her, of her profile, essentially. Um, and then walk me through, so I remember after that, Project Wraps, a single called Snowing in LA. What did your team do with that? Yeah, so snowing in
3: la uh, which is a holiday song um, it came out towards the end of 2021 and we um, opted it into discovery mode uh, as soon as it was eligible and it was actually something that you know obviously holiday music is evergreen um, and it was something that the following year we actually opted into discovery mode we did it in october the following year but honestly People are listening to holiday music, like, September, August. Um, and I know yeah. in some, some other markets, um, you know, people are listening to holiday music much earlier. So that was something that we kept in our back pocket to tie into the following campaign.
2: I think that's brilliant. Um, and I have just put up on the graph there of the elements of just that track being opted in. And then other tracks that uh, the team really experimented with um, just wanted to make clear, it wasn't just one song. Um, it seemed like there was lots of trial and error. There were multiple tracks that were turned on, turned off. Um, and just curious, what was what really stood out to you in the data in those months after the release of that project? Um, were you surprised to see like where the fans were listening from? Um, for instance, I thought it was really powerful to see that Discovery Mode impacted Twee's reach in 178 countries, um, which is crazy to think that music is truly so global today. Um, because once the tween um, marked specific songs for as a priority, Discovery Mode then helped amplify the reach of Twee's music in places where those signals uh, showed us that listeners would really enjoy the music. Um, and so for Twee in particular, I found that Discovery Mode was most successful in reaching fans in the U.S., Philippines, uh, Indonesia, Canada, and Australia.
3: Yeah, I mean, we saw a full global turnout for Twee and Discovery Mode. And as you said, we really, like, put songs in and put songs out because we were just trying it out you know it was a new tool to us so um yeah so it was really incredible to see like a whole slew of countries just roll in and aside from us and vietnam um philippines and indonesia really stood out for us as big markets and we kind of focused and doubled down our marketing strategies in those countries where we were seeing like a lot of movement
2: that's really cool Um, I think it's brilliant that the Spotify for Artists data was really helping your team make some of the decisions. Um, I think you also mentioned that there was decisions made around digital spend and how those markets in particular, like it was really helpful for you to figure that out, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were just adapting in real time where we saw, you know, heat maps essentially. Um, And so it helped us really put, you know, um, fuel to the fire on on places where we already knew uh, there was fans growing.
2: Amazing. Well, just also wanted to know, this was her first project. Tui has been very busy since then, right? So after that, 2022, um, we saw Tui was also announced as the House Music Futures in May, which is really cool. And then she also uh, released a sophomore album just last fall. So talk me through that. Yeah,
3: so she put out um, Girls Like Me Don't Cry, which we did a similar strategy, which was um, a handful of singles leading, into, um, leading to, into the album. So we did pr- approximately every three weeks. Um, we were doing pre-saves for each. We had um, m- uh, video content for each of them, which was brilliant to like, help push on, cam- on Canvas as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so we had basically a lot of visual content for this album, which really helped draw people in using, um, using the tools at hand. It's really
2: incredible. And did you uh, did the team employ a similar tactic with Discovery Mode for that sophomore project too? Like, what were the learnings now?
3: Yeah. So once we knew how um, how it worked in favor for us, um, specifically with our uh, you know off platform marketing strategy leading up to the um, the singles and album release, we started putting the previous um, songs from I Hope You See mm-hmm. This into Discovery Mode to really just like warm up that audience um, and. Yeah, so that was, like, a big tool in helping us just reinvigorate the fans, telling, like, letting them know that something's coming and
2: reminding them of all the great music. So it's, like, reminding people based on the music that you know has really resonated in the past, kind of using that to wake them back up ahead of all these new incredible tracks launching. Yeah. It sounds like that's what was going on. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, and also, I mean, we heard it from Twee's video earlier, but remix strategy, walk me through that. So how, that's been, like, a new element that your team has really brought on. So what's going on there?
3: Yeah, so um, in terms of remixes, we've had a bunch of remixes and alternative versions. So I think Twee mentioned like sped up and slowed down versions. We saw, you know, a lot of her fans creating those on their own social media platforms. So Twee was like, why don't I do this myself? Mm. And it also gave us another opportunity to, you know, use the pitch tool in Spotify for Artists and just have another um, tentpole in our marketing strategy.
2: It seems like she's really tapped into how her fans want to talk to her, how they feel about the music, how they're even finding each other. Yeah. Like, it's pretty remarkable. I mean,
3: she's, she's very true and authentic to herself, and she, she really is like in the comments um, on all of her platforms, just like commenting and, and just like showing
2: her love and laughing with her fans. That's like the perfect synergy, if you will, right? The team is so busy putting all these incredible um, strategies together, and you have this artist also working really hard equally to execute that vision together, if you will. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Well, I did just want to recap some of the performance we saw for Twee's Discovery Mode campaigns overall, because I know a lot of people are curious about this new tool. Um, And so I thought it was really brilliant. The Twee strategically turned on Discovery Mode for 11 tracks over 15 months. And uh, we saw that as a result of those campaigns, listeners saved tracks by Twee over 229,000 times um, and added Twee's music to user playlists over 210,000 times. Uh, Twee also experienced about a 250% uplift um, in program discoveries on platform, which include radio and autoplay. And she also experienced 170% uplift in discoveries across all of Spotify overall, um, which is just absolutely brilliant. It really shows these halo effects of discovery mode into organic uplift for a campaign and also just the uh, results of a lot of hard work that the team has put in. Yeah, a lot, a lot
3: of hard work. I know, I mean, even um, Twee, she's on tour at the moment, as she said, in New York tonight, and she just announced uh, tour support. She's going to be touring with LMA across North America. Amazing. And, you know, after this uh, incredible two-and-a-bit-year in, two in stretch, she took some well-deserved time off because she, re- she really was working so hard Um, and you know everything everything paid off.
2: That's amazing. Uh, Do you have any other things that you want this audience here today to know about what's next for the tweem or?
3: (laughs) Um, What's next for the tweem? Um, Well yeah so I said um, Twee is on tour and um, you know it's just incredible to see her fan base grow and as I said she's been very authentic through her music and through her social media presence Um, and again like There's just so many tools that are available on Spotify to use in terms of the artist toolkit and obviously the new um, clips is another great one to um, Implement like video strategy, so I think it's just um, there's so much you can do out there with um, your music and your visual content Especially with Spotify
2: it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for you know sharing those learnings, so that hopefully we can all walk away and experiment ourselves. But um, wanted to give a big round of applause to Isabel, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Zoe. Thank you. And without further ado, I'm going to invite our amazing Jesse and Jen back on stage for some questions. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. So,
0: Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, we got 10 minutes and a lot of questions, so we're going to do a little rapid fire with me and Jesse. If you're cool with that, you ready, Jesse? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so you are first up. I'm going to read the question, and then you're going to answer it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, why is my spreadsheet?
1: It's like backward scrolling. It, it is, keeps, yes. Yeah.
0: OK, uh, great. So what, in your opinion, is the best way to reach editorial playlists for upcoming artists? How many people are curating edit? Oh, wait, let me start with that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, best, best way to, way to reach editorial playlists for upcoming artists. I think there, like I mentioned earlier, there isn't a specific recipe that is the secret ticket to getting on editorial playlists. I think it really boils down to a few things. One, delivering as early as possible, uh, being as thorough as possible in the pitch process, and also being clear on your goals and expectations. So I think if you are an artist that's making genreless music or genre bending music. It can be sometimes hard in uh, a post-genre space to add in those genre tags or to uh, target specific information. So that's where you can use the description field to really lean in. And I think when you're telling that story, think about sitting across the table from the editor. What would you want them to know straight away if you had a good 30 seconds to talk to them about what you're releasing. You'd want them to know the amazing momentum that you have on socials. You'd want them to know that you've collaborated with artists who showed up in the teardrop playlist, and maybe it makes sense in that lane because this sonically fits a very specific niche audience. You might want them to know that you have an incredible campaign going on at radio. Uh, I would not recommend listing out all the stations. You have limited characters, so make sure you're packing as much of a punch as you can with that amount of space. Uh, But I think that's the best way to really paint the full picture so that our editorial team can lean in.
0: How many people are curating the editorial playlist and what do you look for in an editor?
1: Wow, that's a great question. We have a lot of editors. In the US, man, I don't even know, it's dozens. Uh, we have international teams. We work, uh, all of our genre specific editors work with their international counterparts to talk about what's working for them in each territory. Uh, so that's how we import and export a lot of music, too. Uh, that's how our teams are constantly talking. And, and figuring out you know, if this thing's working in France, maybe it'll work in Spain. If this thing's working in the UK, maybe it'll work well in the US or Australia, New Zealand. So a lot of different editorial teams working there. And then what we look for in an editor is someone who knows their music and knows their space better than anyone else. We're looking for genre experts, people who are in the scene, who are out at the shows, who are talking to the artists who know this space better than anyone else, but then are also predictive in this space. So the ones who can hear something and say, that's not like anything I've heard before, I think that's what's up next. I can't wait to lean into that. That's a space that we're missing on platform. Let's build out a playlist identity around that, and let's make a space for the community who loves that moment, like a hyperpop community to really lean in and have a home on platform.
0: I feel like it's worth adding too that we're very data driven, so they're yes. always like looking at these like tools and like how are the numbers delivering? Because sometimes it doesn't matter if we like it. Like yeah. people are like, oh, check it out. Tell me what you think. And it's like it doesn't matter what we think. It matters what listeners think, right? And 100%. so uh, if those numbers just aren't resonating, um, it doesn't get playlisted. And then yeah. sometimes you come across things like funk, which we were like, what is that? And yeah. The numbers were just like off the charts, and so we created a playlist because we were like, we need to answer um, the needs for that. Hundred uh, percent. Along the same lines, there's a question uh, about um, paying for playlisting, so um, I feel like Anytime I do one of these, I want to talk about it because I feel like there are uh, companies that are preying on independent artists and labels, and it breaks my heart for anyone to throw away money on marketing that is not going to be successful. So You should never, ever pay for playlisting. Anyone who promises you a certain number of plays or followers uh, in exchange for, for cash, uh, they are frauds, and you should run away quickly. Um, it is uh, not a legitimate business. and. Um, and a lot of times when uh, you hire them, they just put bots on your music that are fake plays. And um, you know, think about like adding one fan, one person at a time, there's no easy way to get 10,000 fans overnight. It doesn't happen, it's not a real thing. Um, so you're not actually buying anything with longevity and we scrub for <coughs> abnormal streaming, we don't pay for it. So we then take those streams out, you're not gonna make any money from it. Um, and, uh, and in some cases where it's just bad and 90 something percent of your streams are, are fraud, we just take your content down, right? And so all this time and money that you spent um, promoting it and making great music um, is for naught and it, it just breaks my heart. So thank you for asking that question. Um, Discovery mode, so how can Spotify's new discovery mode benefit artists despite the reduced royalty rates um, to be translated as um, being paid in exposure? So, um, discovery mode, again, is uh, designed to help drive long-term connections and like surface an artist expands. Um, we mentioned that 50% increase in saves, 44% increase in user playlists, and 37% increase in follows, um, and we believe Spotify's um, Discovery mode access model will help level the playing field so that you um, can uh, compete with some of the biggest artists in the world, um, and will be able to, uh, you know, access to the same tools, the same um, without you know the constraint of, of cash budgets on hand or special relationships with the music industry. So. Um, You ready for this one? Yeah. Uh, As a new artist with zero followers, how do I get discovered after uploading my tracks to Spotify?
1: Yeah, another great question. It's a tough one because uh, I think that this is, if there was an easy solution, then everyone would be doing the same thing and it wouldn't work anymore. So I think the reality is if you're starting from scratch, You really want to make sure, A, you can gain access to your Spotify for Artists profile in advance of that first release. All you need is the URI and the information about your profile, which you can get from any of your distributing partners as soon as you deliver that release. So you can go and set up your profile on platform and make sure that you paint a full picture of who you are between pictures, bio, linking your socials. Really flesh out that page so that when that first release hits, as soon as people start discovering, they have something to dig into, and you're not missing that moment. Uh, Beyond that, We like to tell everyone from our major label partners to our indie label partners that it's not all about Friday at midnight at 12 a.m. There is so much more that happens after that moment, so if you miss those first editorial looks, that's not the end of the world. Many of our editors update their playlists throughout the day on Friday and throughout the following weeks and they're also always looking at our infrastructure and system to see what's working so that they can add tracks in even if it's weeks or months after it's been released. You see that especially now with TikTok that creates all these viral trending moments. These songs are getting added to editorial playlists months or years after they've been released because of what's happening with fan momentum. So we're always looking at those factors when we're thinking about what we should be supporting. Uh, So it's important to continue to drive momentum, have messaging points, Collaborate with people, maybe swap an artist pick as you're building up your profile. You can talk to an artist about featuring their music and they feature yours, or adding a, your, you know, add your track to other artists' playlists. There's a lot of other ways to kind of build that momentum that eventually our team can resonate with on the editorial side and really draw attention to. And one of the main playlists for artist discovery is Fresh Finds. That's a Wednesday update playlist anyway. So you're not going to see a Fresh Finds ad on a, on a Friday morning. That's something that we update on, on Wednesdays and that our genre editors are working on. To really surface those exciting new artists on a weekly basis. Uh, and it's been a really successful destination for us. 10,000 artists were playlisted on that last year for the first time. Uh, pretty massive numbers there. So there's a lot of other ways for that discovery process to take place. I'm going to stop talking because I know we have a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, but that helps.
0: Uh, really quick one. Uh, what is the pay structure for artists? How do we get down to the specifics of the amount we receive per stream? Uh, we made a fantastic um, website called Loud and Clear that really breaks it down. There's videos. There's all kinds of stats. It gets updated every single year. Um, but it helps you to understand like where songwriters come in and publishers and PROs and distributors and labels and artists. And so, uh, if you want to understand that, definitely go to the, the Loud and Clear website. Uh, tons of information. I also really like this question What is the process for adding Caribbean music as a main genre so that Caribbean artists can correctly identify their music if it sits outside of reggae? That's
1: a great question. Absolutely. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> this is a okay. It around and I'll ask it every time. Amazing. Okay. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's definitely one that we have a lot of these conversations on our teams with artists in the community about what are we missing, what do we not have representation for, and we're always working with our product teams to build out representation in those lanes. So We add genres regularly to the genre tagging, and it's definitely one that we can make note of for the product teams as we're innovating and, and iterating on that tool. Um, I haven't personally been at one of these sessions when you've asked that question, so I will try to take that back to the team. Uh, yeah, let's, let's chat afterwards for sure. hmm absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we appreciate that feedback. We, uh, we love, like, we have a lot of these conversations and we appreciate when the artists tell us what they want to be identified as on platforms so that we can make sure those lanes exist and then we can reflect that with our editorial destinations. I love that. Um, so yeah, let's chat after.
0: Cool, cool. So if an artist has a lot of Spotify followers, like a legacy artist who has like 600,000 um, uh, followers, but their latest song releases aren't performing too well, what different way can we activate those followers and the algorithm?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think that's where we create a lot of our tools to kind of put the power back in your hands. I think when we're talking about like performance, uh, it is somewhat subjective. But I think if you're looking to increase the engagement that you have around release. You can be changing your artist's pick, you can be updating your playlist and drawing attention to those from socials. We see a lot of synergy between the social platforms and Spotify so that when things are happening there, it translates really well and there's direct correlations there. So trying to create those moments online to create that conversation is really impactful and can help Catalog go a long way. And we also know that catalog is really important in having its own moment. And so we're continuing to build out tools that we'll talk about more and more in the months to come that help draw attention to Catalog and create opportunities for you to market on platform towards those catalog moments, um, things that are you know, in addition to having the frontline tools that we have now for new releases. Um, so that should help a lot.
0: We are out of time. There were a couple very specific questions about like my s 4 is not working correctly for me. Um, if you go to artist.spotify.com contact, um, they're going to be able to troubleshoot with you, and they're going to be able to help you to kind of fix that stuff or, or answer any other questions uh, you may have. So thank you so thank much you so for much. coming out today.
1: Thanks for coming.